Welcome to the Partcast, episode 21, Sibling Relationships and Out-of-Home Placements. The Partcast series brings evidence-informed child welfare practice to life by highlighting literature reviews from the Particle Archive. I'm your host, Yvonne Braley. This podcast provides research-related findings, clinical implications, and policy development ideas related to sibling relationships in out-of-home placements. The bond between siblings is the longest and most constant intimate relationship between individuals, regardless of the strength and the quality of the relationship. It surpasses parent-child and marital relationships and influences a person's identity as it extends a shared history from early childhood into old age. Sibling relationships are defined as having one biological or adoptive parent in common. Sibling relationships are unique in their duration, emotional power and accessibility to one another. Approximately 50-73% to of children in foster care in the United States have at least one sibling who is also in care. Despite a preponderance of siblings living in substitute care, i.e. foster, kin or group care, there is minimal case-related information on the relationship between the siblings. Much of the research literature suggests a greater emphasis on tracking administrative data related to sibling placements. An Understanding of Attachment Attachment-based practice is the recognition that young children develop a range of adaptive strategies that are designed to help them cope with, survive and function in different caregiving environments. Attachment is an enduring emotional bond, uniting one person with another, manifested by many efforts to seek proximity and contact to the attachment figure, particularly under stress. Linking Attachment to Sibling Relationships When children enter care, the sibling relationship becomes more important because siblings can provide each other with support and nurturance which may not be consistently provided by their parents. Older siblings may become attachment figures during times of stress and can help to promote resilience. If a younger sibling develops a secure attachment with their older sibling, it can assist in the development of a healthy sense of identity an internal regulation of mood and impulse control, a healthy exploration of the new caregiving environment, and a positive sense of self-efficacy. In addition, a secure attachment with a sibling affects a child's cognitive, social, emotional and moral development. By the ages of three or four, the sibling relationship becomes important as the younger sibling begins to take part in active play with the older sibling. During middle childhood, seven to twelve years of age, The closeness and warmth within the sibling relationship is dependent upon the balance of power, the temperament of the siblings, and the quality of their relationship with their parents. By the age of eight, the development of new friendships formed outside of the family, as well as increased reasoning and assertiveness, and the development of different interests, can lead to a distancing in the sibling relationship. By late middle childhood, older sisters are more likely to be in confiding relationships with their younger siblings in comparison to older male siblings. In late childhood and adolescence, 13 to 17 years of age, rivalry and conflict is greater if siblings were closer in age. 
Sibling relationships may be helpful in reducing the loss and confusion created by separation from parents and in transmitting family history and culture. In addition, positive sibling relationships are a protective factor and a source of support for children experiencing stressful life situations. Assessment of the Nature and Quality of the Sibling Relationship The Sibling Bond Assessment by Ryan includes a history of early attachment and signs of attachment disorder, a healthy bond with the present caregiver, and the quality and nature of the attachment between siblings. Connie Mashmeyer, 2001, developed a decision-making matrix to help agencies make decisions around the placement of siblings. The matrix takes into consideration the degree, duration, quality, and intensity of the sibling relationships, any safety risks associated with placement, possible long-term benefits, the family's ability to meet the needs of all siblings, and the children's preferences. Jones and Niblett, 1985, state that conflicts can occur between trying to meet the individual needs of each child within the foster family and acknowledging each sibling group's unique, complex network of relationships. Caffaro and Khan Caffaro, 1998, discuss the use of the sibling abuse interview to explore the history and current status of sibling relationships and to evaluate trauma and safety concerns. For example, interview questions regarding the sibling relationship might include How often do you and your sibling argue with each other? How often does he or she yell at, insult or criticise you? In her qualitative study, Hindle 2007, focuses on individual and joint sibling interviews. She used the quality of play among sibling groups to complete her sibling assessment. Observing how siblings interact and play could become a key feature in children in care recordings. Practical reasons for placing siblings together. Child welfare workers and social workers cite the sense of loss, guilt and responsibility for siblings left behind as one of the main reasons for placing siblings together in foster care. In addition, Smith, 1996, found that caseworkers place siblings together because they serve as a source of support and felt children would have fewer emotional or behavioural problems. Staff and Fien, 1992, note that sibling pairs of boys, younger children and children from minority ethnic backgrounds, i.e. black, Hispanic and mixed-race children, were more likely to be placed together. Practical reasons for separating siblings Siblings are more likely to be separated in foster care if they are older, come from large sibling groups, enter foster care at different times, have special needs, or require placement other than kinship placement. On the other hand, Bohr et al. 1995 and Taryn Sweeney and Hazel, 2005, found that boys were more likely to be placed singly, whereas Schlonsky et al., 2003, found that opposite-sex pairs were more likely to be separated. According to Webster et al., 2000, James et al., 2004, and Schlonsky et al., 2003, children in latency age are less likely to be placed with their siblings and are more likely to experience placement instability, especially those in non-kinship homes. Wedge and Mantle, 1991, found no difference between those children placed with their siblings and those who were separated. Thorpe and Swart, 1992, stated that siblings who had been separated from their siblings 
performed better in school and had fewer symptoms while in care and during discharge. Leathers 2005 stated that sibling placements were not related to reunification rates. Related policies. In Ontario, the Child and Family Services Act, section 37.3, states that the child's relationships and emotional ties to a parent, sibling, relative, other member of the child's extended family or member of the child's community should be taken into consideration when making an order. In addition, under section 145.1, the openness order assists siblings or those who have a significant relationship with the child to maintain relationships if an adoption of a child is planned. In Newfoundland and Labrador, the Child, Youth and Family Services Act, under section 62.1, acknowledges that placement considerations should recognise the importance of placement with siblings. In Nova Scotia, the Child, Youth and Family Services Act, under section 20B, states placement considerations should take into account the desirability of keeping brothers and sisters together in the same family unit. In Alberta, the Child, Youth and Family Enhancement Act under placement procedures enables the child to maintain contact with any appropriate person with which they have a significant relationship. Under Section 10.5, one of the exceptions to the maximum number of children in a home involves the placement of sibling groups. In British Columbia, the Child, Family and Community Service Act, under Section 71.2b, states that the child should be placed in the same family unit as the child's brothers and sisters. Subsequently, California, Mississippi, Missouri, New Mexico and South Carolina have acknowledged the rights and needs of siblings to stay together when making placement decisions. In addition, Programs such as Camp to Belong, run by Casey Family Programs in the United States, emphasise the importance of the sibling relationship. Research on sibling adoption does not clearly indicate whether the disruption rate is lower because siblings are adopted together. On the other hand, kinship sibling placements seem to be a more stable form of placement than foster placement. Clinical Implications and Programme Development Suggestions Sibling Programmes The Sibling Foster Care Programme created in Illinois, which focuses on finding homes for sibling groups of two or more by offering caregivers a tax-free housing subsidy and security deposit, in addition to an average monthly boarding payment of $350 per child, might be worthwhile considering. On the other hand, Implementing a programme such as the Sibling Connections programme in Massachusetts and New York, which focuses on family therapy sessions in an attempt to foster and maintain healthy relationships between separated siblings and their caregivers, while providing peer support for the caregivers and setting up visitation for the children, might assist in the maintenance of sibling relationships, even though they may be separated upon entry into care. Clinical Considerations how the child feels about his or her siblings. Access settings should allow for the surge of energy and emotion when siblings get together. Providing group photos of siblings together in various settings for their life books. And encouraging them to send each other birthday cards, letters and emails. You have been listening to The Parkcast, episode 21. 
sibling relationships and out-of-home placements. The podcast is produced by Practice and Research Together, a membership-based organisation that promotes the understanding and use of evidence-informed practice at all levels of the child welfare system. For more information about this episode's topic, the podcast, or Practice and Research Together, please visit www.parkcanada.org. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at PartEIP. That's P-A-R-T-E-I-P. Thanks for listening.